you considered the messages your outfits send? What do you think your clothes say about you? See, style is about the clothes, but it's not really about the clothes. Every day you make choices about what you're going to wear, but what are you communicating? Welcome to Above and Beyond Style. I'm your host, Maria DiLorenzo, and in 2019, I founded MFD Style, where I provide a unique, intuitive approach to personal styling for those ready to embrace a more meaningful look. With this podcast, I'll uncover key elements of where spirituality, psychology, and style intersect, revealing how you can make intentional wardrobe choices that reflect who you really are. So let me ask you, are you ready to transform into your authentic self? Then it's time. Come with me on this journey and together we'll take your style above and beyond style. Hey everybody, well welcome back to Above and Beyond Style. It's been so good to talk with you this season. Um, I hope you've been enjoying all the different voices of women who have really helped kind of dig into this deeper level kind of conversation around style, spirituality, and psychology, uh, and to give you just that added perspective. I hope that's been really rich for you. Um, I've enjoyed very much having these conversations and getting to know these women, you know, on a deeper level and hearing some of their perspectives. So this week I wanted to sort of transition into a topic that I think will be very relevant as we're going into the Thanksgiving holidays and helping you make maybe some more informed or just kind of more intentional decisions around perhaps your shopping behavior. Uh, We all know that starting the Friday after Thanksgiving, there are a series of days, which I want to talk to you about, about really that very much focus on consumerist you know, behavior, shopping behaviors. And this whole concept is something that has really given me a lot of sort of food for thought. And I wanted to use today's episode to kind of unpack a little bit of it and introduce a new concept for you this year that I have come to learn about and might inspire you to behave and think about using this year as you're looking into doing maybe some of your holiday shopping. So let's talk about these five days. First of all, we know that the Friday following Thanksgiving is commonly referred to as Black Friday. And, you know, it's interesting because, you know, Black Friday has become one of the busiest shopping days of the year in the United States. But if you're opening your email or noticing ads on television or the radio, those Black Friday sales started really early this year. I found more and more merchants that really were releasing their various steals and, you know, promo codes and everything that goes along with Black Friday, like as early as like the second week of November. So it's, it sort of keeps creeping up each year to uh, give us as consumers more access to these deals. And perhaps this is not surprising because we are, you know, we're currently in a year where you know, inflation has been a really important part of our unfortunate, unfortunately, our consumer circumstances and thinking a lot about how things have really gone up in price. Um, And I know that this is something that is a reality for the majority of Americans. So, you know, Black Friday deals are maybe one of those opportunities that we can 
shop at a discount for the things that we like to purchase, maybe things that we were already planning to purchase. But, you know, they're really targeted around holiday purchases um, for those that celebrate uh, maybe Christmas or Hanukkah. So the national chain stores traditionally have offered all these various limited money saving specials on, you know, a wide variety of goods in an effort to really lure shoppers into stores or obviously online while offering similar similar deals online as well. And it's interesting because I think a lot of people maybe believe that the term Black Friday was derived from the concept that businesses operate at a financial loss or are in the red until the day after Thanksgiving, when massive sales finally allow them to sort of turn the profit or put them in the black. But it's interesting because when I did a little bit more research, that really wasn't sort of the genesis of the term Black Friday. So I thought I would just share with you as a little history lesson that I came to learn about where Black Friday came from. So a more accurate explanation really dates back to the early 1960s when police officers in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania began using that phrase Black Friday to describe what was unfortunately chaos that had resulted when a large number of suburban tourists came into the city to begin their holiday shopping um, and in some years attend Saturday's annual Army-Navy football game. So those huge crowds created a headache for the police who obviously were working longer shifts than usual as they dealt with like traffic jams and accidents, um, unfortunately a fair bit of shoplifting and a host of other issues. So it's interesting because within a few years then that term had really taken root and merchants were trying to kind of uh, pivot that term Black Friday by calling it Big Friday instead, but for whatever reason, Big Friday didn't hold and Black Friday really took really took shape here in the United States. And so um, oftentimes we hear that Black Friday really signifies that positive boost in retail sales um, that really didn't grow until that day. And really until like, I think about the 1980s was when we started to see that um, concept where merchants started to spread this sort of red to black profit narrative um, that I talked about from the beginning. So this was an opportunity where a lot of stores began to turn profit for the year and ultimately became became the biggest shopping day in the United States. And it's wild to think about, you know, even as far back just as about 10 or 12 years ago, stores um, you know, would open early, like, you know, the, the like 3 a.m. or 4 a.m. store opening where you would line up outside for the deals um, that were for Black Friday. There, there was a different type of hype even just 10 or 12 years ago around this. And I can remember um, my mom and sister will sort of laugh at this, but there was a year, I think it was around 2009, where we we got up at like 3.30 or whatever and stood in line at Kohl's and Target and got sort of their, you know, door buster sale, whatever the, you know, like the minute you walk in at that 4 a.m., whatever deal they were offering for the limited number of hours in the morning. So we got a few select things and we shopped and, you know, we're home probably by like 5.30 or 6 or something crazy. So it's just funny to see how Black Friday has really, you know, sort of taken off in a really different way as all of these years have passed. And now, obviously, so many more shoppers are shopping online. And so these Black Friday deals have really pivoted to being, gosh, weeks and weeks now. And, 
you know, I feel like every major retailer keeps upping the ante with like, well, this week it's 50% off and next week we're going to add an additional 15% off. And then maybe on actual Black Friday, they'll do something even more substantial. So it's a wild few days of shopping and Black Friday really kicks off um, an interesting opportunity for you to be thinking about, you know, do you want to participate and what does that look like for you? The next day, which has been one that has been near and dear to my heart, is around Small Business Saturday. And, you know, for many years I worked for small businesses and now I own a small business. So this, of course, has um, a near and dear moment to my heart about what Small Business Saturday could be. And I think it's just a wonderful opportunity that if you have a small business, particularly locally or in your regional area, that you might consider shopping them this holiday. And remembering that all those small business owners, you know, the impact, I can't even begin to describe the level of impact that that can do for some of these small businesses to have people show up, support, buy from them, even like local small business bookstores, you know, really making sure that you're using your money in that powerful way to support some of these owners that obviously through the pandemic probably suffered quite a bit um, and really struggled to keep their doors open if they were a brick and mortar um, or even online. So it's just an opportunity that I think for me as a small business owner, I have been really excited when, for example, uh, you know, a client or a prospective client might consider buying like a style session for one of their family members or a loved one. To me, that has been such a huge win when I've been able to, you know, gift my services and be able to utilize my services in that way and people seeing the value of the small business and, you know, the Jeff Bezoses of the world are going to make money no matter what. So uh, the reality is if we can support some of these men and women who own these small businesses, I really think it's such a powerful way for you to really, you know, kind of put your money where your mouth is about supporting these small owners and and what they do you know support the mission about what they do and that to me has been something really special when I've had any consumer really see the value of my services and my product and want you know want to share that with someone so if you're interested in this year in small business Saturday um, you'll notice that there oftentimes will be um, special deals that even certain I believe it's American Express does uh, an additional, like they might give you additional money back to your statement uh, or like credit back to your statement if you support a small business on Small Business Saturday um, and use your American Express card. So, you know, there's lots of different ways that I think the consumer culture has hoped to push us to really consider and think about utilizing, um, you know, these different methods for supporting small businesses. So, Uh, So Small Business Saturday is one that obviously is near and dear to me, and I hope you will consider shopping and thinking about uh, supporting me in that particular way. And if you are interested in, you know, buying services or talking about gifting my services, you can always reach out to me um, at maria at mfdstyle.com. Send me a message. Let's chat. I've done it. I actually just got back from... Uh, delivering the service of a gift that one of my clients purchased for her sister uh, for la- from ho- from last holiday that I, you know, for whatever reason, we weren't able to coordinate the service until this time of year. So it worked out great. She got exactly what she needed. 
um, I was able to go and deliver the service uh, with her in person, which was really special. So I've done it. I've done it many, many times. I'm very excited when those opportunities um, show up and, you know, maybe you'll be interested in doing that this year. Well, the third day, which perhaps you haven't really thought much about this Sunday after um, Thanksgiving, but it's interesting because this year, um, Poshmark, which is, you know, a major online consignment secondhand retailer, has decided to create their first ever day dedicated to supporting secondhand sellers, uh, circular fashion, and ultimately the planet by branding it the Secondhand Sunday. So I really loved this because I really wanted to reinforce with all of you as my listeners who... As you know, part of my you know core business strategy is really supporting um, this concept of secondhand shopping because you guys, there is so much inventory out there in the secondhand market. I am astonished at the amount of inventory, and maybe that also came out of the pandemic because so many people were home and were cleaning out their closets and like trying to make the best use of, you know, what they had and getting rid of the things they just weren't using. So it is remarkable the amount of inventory that's out there, much of which is new with tags, never been worn, um, purchased that was sitting in people's closets that they've now, you know, turned around and are selling it on these retail sites like, like Poshmark. And I'll tell you that, I have often tried to really encourage my clients when you are shopping, and this is something that I actually have done somewhat exclusively with certain clients where they only want to purchase secondhand, I've been able to help them find a new item, like an item from the current season already on a secondhand site where they can purchase. Now, the majority of secondhand shops, I want to just come in full recognition with that obviously you don't typically or you can't typically return items to a secondhand shop so the risk might be a bit higher there for for shopping a a secondhand store but you know in the end I really like to believe that if you're an informed consumer and you're really thinking intentionally about the item that you might like to purchase secondhand stores are really the way to go. And so I I really want to help you think about celebrating and supporting the secondhand Sunday because there is all sorts of opportunity there for you to be able to score deals on all kinds of quality items. Um, It's also a way to really support some of these individual sellers like me. I actually have a very active Poshmark closet that actually sell some items for my clients on that closet, as well as some of my own. And I really love it because it gets those items right back into circulation, like immediately back into circulation. I'm not dependent on a third party vendor like a Goodwill or the Salvation Army to then source them, you know, feed through it, source it, Um, price it, get it out in the market, and then unfortunately a significant portion of those items that are donated to sites like that or places like that really just end up in landfills. So it to me feels like a really a responsible choice to be able to shop secondhand and really get those items back into circulation quicker. It's also fun to be a more sustainable gift giver Um, I think some of these behaviors that if we were able to 
really demonstrate to one another how important it is to not always buy new. I know that there's an appeal to buying new. I am someone that, I mean, heck, I shop for a living. So I understand having a new item um, is meaningful to some people for different purposes. So I'm not trying to eliminate new shopping. I'm just suggesting that being a sustainable gift giver and really being thoughtful about, well, could I find this on the secondhand market if I know this is an item that specifically maybe my you know gift recipient wants, look how powerful that could be to you know get that item right back into circulation for somebody that maybe didn't want it. And so now it's going to be back in the hands of someone who does. And I also think what's really cool about shopping secondhand is like finding unique or maybe vintage gifts that are no longer in circulation. So in particular, I love to be thinking about like, gosh, there was an item maybe even three or four years ago or decades ago that you were like, gosh, I wonder if that still exists somewhere out there. To be able to search for it on these secondhand sites can be really fun. It's almost like a little treasure hunt, you know, being able to find the item and be like, oh my God, there it is. It's in my size. And, and being able then to get it right back into circulation again with you who will wear it or use it. So finding those kind of special or unique gifts um, in secondhand shops can be kind of fun, you know, fun for somebody who may be looking to shop, um, but also think about that gift recipient that's like, oh my gosh, I have been wanting this for years and, you know, couldn't find it. And here it was on, on Poshmark or on another secondhand site that, um, that you were able to give. So to me, that feels like such a really cool opportunity. And I really want to encourage you to think about shopping Poshmark sellers um, and just maybe purchase at least one secondhand gift this holiday season. And if you do that, you know, the the larger, broader implications about the ways that we're supporting circular fashion, right, getting things back into circulation, and ultimately the planet, because we know that this fashion industry really is one of the greatest violators of those, what what is occupying landfills. And we have an opportunity, I think, to change that behavior and to, within our own sphere of influence, really start to be making choices that are going to help reduce the number of things that end up in the landfills. So this is my plug, you guys, to shop secondhand, um, be open to receiving secondhand gifts this holiday season, because um, I think Poshmark did a really fun little statistic and found that 92% of people are open to receiving secondhand gifts. So if you feel like there's some sort of embarrassment or shame about giving, you know, a secondhand gift, know that that is just not the truth. And there is a tremendous market out there for for these items. And hopefully we can give them new life. So, so that's secondhand Sunday, which then of course is followed by what traditionally has been Cyber Monday, which to me feels like I don't know, because Black Friday really was about being in the store and like getting the the deal in the store on the day and now has so much transformed to this online marketplace that Cyber Monday, I think, has sort of lost its like real appeal. But I do think um, for anybody that is looking to invest in new technology like televisions or you know various gear or you know if you're looking for a new iPhone or iPods or some of those technology updates um, Cyber Monday traditionally has been the holiday where those deals are very active so 
just know that if it's out there for you, um, typically on Cyber Monday to be making those larger technological purchases. And then ironically, the week sort of just wraps up with what has traditionally been called Giving Tuesday. And, you know, I worked in nonprofits for many years and, in fact, worked for a nonprofit consulting firm, fundraising consulting firm for a few years, where Giving Tuesday is a really, really important day for those nonprofit organizations. Um, when you're thinking about all the ways that you are spending, particularly this holiday season, I think it is a powerful way to demonstrate where you can support some of your favorite nonprofits by donating directly to those organizations on Giving Tuesday. I have been, um, you know, a part of that whole sort of process with nonprofit organizations and seen firsthand the incredible benefit that those dollars can, you know, it directly impact um, their operating budgets and the ways that they're continuing to support and leverage their mission. So I just, if there is any organization, nonprofit organization on your periphery, you know, in your direct um, viewpoint, that's maybe been on the periphery for the last, you know, year or two because of all the various competing needs. Obviously, as I mentioned, inflation is real, so we recognize having additional monies um, may be tight this year, but. I just want to reinforce and support, and I would be um, remiss if I didn't include Giving Tuesday is an important way to sort of bookend this like big shopping, you know, mecca of five days as a way that you could also donate and really give and be thoughtful of those organizations. So this is um, an important opportunity, I think, for all of us to really think about the ways we can leverage our consumer behavior. Um, we have responsibility and we have a lot of power in how we direct our spending and where we put our money. And I think in this interesting, you know, sort of state and time where I know our economy is a bit fragile at this moment and there's talk of recession, um, inflation is a real dynamic that we're working with every day. I mean, every Every person I know has been directly impacted in some way by inflation and the cost, the rising costs of just living. So I think as you're making these intentional choices, particularly around the holiday season and gift giving or however you choose to spend your money, know that there's some option here for you. And, you know, I really want to reinforce that Small Business Saturday and the Secondhand Sunday as maybe some new ways that you will direct your money to support small business owners, you'll support that secondhand market, and really being just a bit more intentional this year about how you use your money and how gift giving could look a little different and exciting, perhaps for, for you as the gift giver, but then also for your gift recipient. Um, I have just been so touched by the people who have, as I mentioned, purchased my services for their gift recipient and just seen the way that an experience like working with a stylist has you know, given them new life and really given them some new opportunities that wasn't there before we worked together. So I don't mean to make this exclusively a pitch about me and my services, but I would just encourage you to be really aware of all those different small business owners that are out there, 
the way that we can support them, and then where the secondhand market, whether it's Poshmark, The Real Real, Thread Up, um, local consignment stores. Um, there's all sorts of, you know, if you just do a Google search of the stores that are nearby you where uh, secondhand items are available, you might be pleasantly surprised to find all sorts of fun treasures. In fact, I'll tell you one quick little story. I went into a thrift store uh, nearby me here. I live um, in the Boston area and I popped into this uh, it's a global thrift store nearby town um, and I just wanted to kind of check it out because I had never been before and you never know kind of what you know you might find I think that's kind of the fun of thrifting too is the discovery of a hidden treasure and I often will go through sort of the like dinnerware cups plates that you know like serving pieces that type of section because you know there's always fun fun different things that you might discover. And in fact, I found, which was a total bonus for me, if anybody is familiar with Farmhouse Pottery um, out of Vermont, it's a really beautiful retailer that makes these hand-thrown gorgeous pieces of pottery that's relatively expensive. Um, in fact, this one cup that I found, it's like a coffee mug that I found, I went online and found it full price for $50. And here it was in perfect condition at this thrift store for $1.99. So there I was. I was like, oh my gosh, this is like adorable. It goes with my style aesthetic at my house. And not that anybody really needs one more coffee mug in their home, but it brings me such joy to have it because I have loved this, this particular um, retailer and I love what they do and create. But I also love that like I got this incredible deal and this item is back into circulation. So, you know, that was just one small example of a little item that I found. But you just kind of never know what might be out there. And we're talking about great quality brand names, beautiful, you know, exquisite things that you might discover and be able to either maybe keep for yourself or, in fact, then gift to your loved one this holiday season. So that's my little spiel this week, you guys, about this big shopping week ahead. I hope you will have such a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday and really so grateful to each one of you for listening to Above and Beyond Style and keeping me in your rotation of podcasts. It's just such a pleasure and a joy to know that my listeners are out there and that you're enjoying my content. And again, I always love to hear from you. So if there's ideas or comments you want to offer, I'm always so grateful if you want to leave a review on the podcasting platform you're using. So in the meantime, you guys be well, stay safe and enjoy this holiday and I'll see you again soon. Hey there. I wanted to take this opportunity to tell you more about MFD Style, my wardrobe consulting business. I've been styling professionally for nearly 15 years, and it truly is my life's passion and purpose. In fact, my mission is to help you develop a confident and authentic signature style, breathe life into your existing wardrobe, and help you fill in with perfect, versatile pieces that are in line with your style and budget. And yes, all of this can be done both in person or virtually. This experience can transform your life. I have seen it happen countless times. And all you have to do is take that first step. Set up a free 30-minute consultation call with me, and we can start this journey together. 
You deserve to have a wardrobe that mirrors who you are, and I am so ready to help make that happen. You can find me on the web at mfdstyle.com. so much for listening today. If you enjoyed what you've heard, I would appreciate you taking the time to leave a review on the podcasting platform you're using and share this episode with others who you think might really enjoy these conversations about personal style. For more information all about MFD Style services, you can find me on the web at mfdstyle.com on Instagram at mfd underscore style, where I post almost five days a week, or send me an email at maria at mfdstyle.com. I also have a weekly email I send to subscribers, so I will include the link to that sign up in the show notes. So until next time, friends, remember to love yourself and then love yourself some more.